Hi friends, Louise here introducing my first ever solo episode of Open House, a fresh, fun and real podcast that explores the amazing impact that therapy and human connection can have on all areas of our lives. We live in a society where so much is left unsaid and we so often suppress, avoid and distract ourselves from the things that truly need our attention. Open House is here to foster open and honest communication along this journey we call life, whilst providing you with a space to self-reflect, learn and grow along the way too. So for those of you who follow me already, hi, and I appreciate you sticking by me and showing up for episode one. I can't believe we're finally here. I've been talking about doing this for such a long time. You guys have been so amazing over the last few months and years, really, in supporting my journey and my vision to bring a bit of real life to the perfect social media that we get bombarded with day in, day out. For those of you who don't know me yet, let me just give you a little rundown on exactly who I am and recap exactly how I made it here today. My name is Louise Rumble, and I had a pretty great childhood. I was born in Surrey and into a pretty standard family. My home life was safe, financially secure and predominantly happy. My dad worked a lot and my mum did a lot around the house and my brother was always out playing sport. Looking back, I was probably quite a sensitive child and I think that this is something that stayed with me throughout the rest of my life. School was good. In fact, I absolutely loved school. I did so much sport. I had so many friends. I was part of a really, really great crowd. I worked really hard and I met my first ever boyfriend age 16. It was all very innocent. On the surface, things were really, really good here. Um, And it's definitely one of the best times of my life when I look back. But also at the same time, when I look back now, having gone through therapy, I can definitely see that my childhood and my school experience was the start of me maybe not feeling quite good enough around the intellectual and athletic superstars that I went to school with. At the same time, the perfect relationship that I had with my first boyfriend was, in hindsight, actually a bit needy and probably what we'd call in therapy an anxious attachment. So it wasn't quite as relaxed or perfect as I thought it was at the time. After school and driving myself to hell and back to try and get straight A's and get into university, I started the next chapter of my life. I went to university with my boyfriend, but right as I started university, I went through a super traumatic experience that was totally self-induced, but it really shaped the rest of my 20s. This is something we're going to explore in depth in the podcast, as it's the perfect example of how a little T trauma can really shape your life if you don't know how to deal with it or you don't have the support network around you to help you through the difficult times. All in all, uni was a bit of a roller coaster, and I didn't really have the best time. There was a lot of drink, drugs, smoking and partying, and I definitely exited university much less healthy than when I entered it. I left with some great friends who are some of my most important friends today, but there were definitely a couple of really dark periods along the way. For the majority, whilst constantly striving to try and get a first and working so hard, I definitely did distract, suppress and avoid my way through the rest of it, trying not to feel all of the stressful emotions that came with being a university student. That being said, I left university with my second boyfriend, a lovely, kind, stable person that definitely helped to teach me a little bit more about a secure attachment style and how to be in a more grown-up, loving and stable relationship. I became super close to his family too and I ended up moving in with them after university, which was a really nice substitute as by this point my family had moved down to South Africa, which meant that they were definitely around less than they could have been. In my early 20s, I moved straight into London and moved in with that boyfriend and I headed into the corporate world and trained to be a lawyer. In all honesty, I just really didn't want to do that, but I didn't really know what else to do and I came from a background where it was almost expected of me. I come from a family of lawyers and also I went to a school where there just weren't many other options. Things like marketing and more creative things were just never discussed. 
Sadly, I hated law school and I really did not enjoy my legal career. I remember there being nights at 11pm when my boss wouldn't let me go home and I was unwell and I just felt so trapped and anxious. My feedback was always positive from work, but I think this showed the cycles that I was living in of having to perform so hard to meet the expectations around me whilst really, really struggling on the inside. At the same time, I was still partying hard and I remember suffering for some absolutely savage hangovers. Sat at my desk the next day, literally wondering, what am I doing with my life? At this point, my love-hate relationship with exercise started and I definitely found some solace in the gym. I was definitely a little soft, shall we say, after my university experience and drinking so often was really not good for my body or for my mental health. So getting into the gym was a really, really great part of my journey. However, it was the start of me exercising really intensely and losing lots of weight. At this point, as a result of setting up my Instagram and getting a bit of a side hustle going in the fitness industry, I was approached to jump ship out of the legal world and into the marketing world. And so I set up my own media agency with the guys behind fitness boutique One Rebel. From that moment on, I created, launched and built some of your favourite fitness and wellness brands in London. And this was definitely the start of the next stage of my career. I was super happy and I remember feeling exhilarated at this new start in my life. From the outside, things happened really, really quickly and my life definitely looked perfect. I'd founded and was pretty quickly running a six-figure business. I had a client roster that loads of people would be envious of and my standard working day was really spent running between great brands in London, getting free access to all of the gyms before dining out and partying every weekend with a free tab from my clients in the nightlife industry. I travelled hard too, living in Dubai and then London, flying often to New York before spending some of the winter in South Africa with my parents. For me, I thought that this tri-coastal lifestyle was a sign of my independence and that I made it. All in all, I was living the perfect laptop lifestyle and I really thought I should be happy. But something was nagging in me that I was finding it harder and harder to ignore. Behind the scenes, the pressure was definitely building. Throughout my 20s and ever since my traumatic experience at university, I've lived with a whole host of different body pains. All unexplainable, but my muscles hurt, my joints hurt, my nerves hurt and there was no rhyme or reason to the pain whatsoever. I was never actually unwell or sick. Doctors just told me test after test that there was nothing wrong with me and that I was fit and healthy. The stress of my business was rising as we were growing so fast, and my body pain was rising too. By this point, I'd started to enter into my third relationship, and a relationship that was only going to make the situation even more stressful. It was the definition of a high-stress relationship. We drank a lot together. He had an awful, awful temper. It was super codependent and really toxic. Looking back, I'm quite embarrassed that I spent so much time in a relationship like that. It clearly wasn't the sweet, kind, nourishing love that I'm looking for today. But at the time, as a young 20-something, I ignored the pain both mentally and physically and I just continued to suppress and avoid everything through working hard, exercising incessantly, partying hard and sometimes taking sleeping pills on the weekend. With an intense and burning need to achieve and prove myself, there was a real conflict between the side of me that was forcing me constantly to work harder, do more, go faster and be better and the other side of me that was crying out for help. As my business grew, the stress levels just became more intense than ever before. The team was growing, I had more clients to manage, and there were huge amounts of money going out each month on rent and salaries. Just everything in my life took a beating. My friendships and relationships took a backseat. I missed birthdays, christenings, holidays, anniversaries, you name it. 
all I did was work. At the same time, I was going through a horrible, horrible toxic breakup for boyfriend number three. It was all just super, super messy. But last year, in 2019, something started to shift. One of our clients was causing me so much stress and grief. They were erratic, unclear, rude and aggressive to me and my staff. And on top of that, they wouldn't pay their invoices. Alongside this, by this point, I'd given up smoking, I'd given up drinking and I'd overhauled my life totally. And I was still in pain. My frustrations were rising more than ever and I just didn't really know where to turn or what to do. So for me, it wasn't really a light bulb moment, but more just a feeling of total exasperation that life just was not the way that I wanted it to be. I knew that something or everything had to change and I realised that for the first time ever I needed to prioritise me and my own health and happiness over my clients, my employees and the expectations of everyone around me. Despite all the years that I had spent putting everything into my business, I just knew that it wasn't worth it anymore. No matter how much I could sell that business for one day, it would never make up for the way that I was living and the things that I was sacrificing and feeling. I just realised money doesn't bring you happiness or health. So a couple of months later, after letting some of our projects finish, I decided to take a step back from the business and I headed over to LA for a holiday. I honestly just thought all I needed was a couple of weeks off and I would be bouncing right back, pain-free and ready to take on the next venture. Turns out, however, that that was not quite the case. So I ended up in this little beach house in LA I spent time with my family who live over there and I made new, amazing, kind, sweet friends who were spiritual and totally on my wavelength. However, instead of the dream escape that I had planned, things got worse before they got better. One day I just woke up in total, total agony and my whole body was in pain. It was way worse than I'd ever experienced and I felt so exasperated, particularly as I'd stopped exercising and I was focusing so much on resting, sleeping, transitioning to a vegan plant-based diet and spending time in nature. I didn't know what I needed to do to heal my body, but I just knew that something was really messed up. And once again, doctors just continued to tell me that I was fit and healthy and there was nothing wrong with me. I decided to take matters into my own hands. I found a huge amount of literature about how unprocessed emotions can get stored in our body, as well as messing up with our gut and making our body more toxic and stressed out than it can really handle. I decided that now was the time to start my therapy journey in the hope that that might be the solution. So in a bid to unravel decades of emotions that I probably had never spoken about, I started my therapy journey. And it's now been nine months of me attending weekly therapy. It's been an incredibly life-changing experience for me and we have gone through so much together. We've analysed my family of origin and how I grew up in a family where we didn't discuss anything that was even vaguely emotional. We analysed how I've developed a hot and feisty temper and how this has become part of my grown-up life and relationships, as well as tracing it back to understand how that temper developed. We've analysed my relationship with men attachment theory and why I connect so intensely with the people I date and why I so often become close with their families too. We've gone through things like self-esteem and confidence. I've learned how dangerous it can be to have your self-esteem tied to changeable metrics such as how you look or how well your business is performing rather than fixed pillars about your personality such as your compassion or your kindness, things that aren't going to go anywhere. We've also gone through my intense need to achieve and where this came from and why I feel like I'm a failure if I don't hit the gold star standard every time. Those things are just a start and a couple of examples of things that I've gone through. 
but it's been quite the journey so far and one that I'm really, really looking forward to sharing with you guys further because I have learned so much. Before I'd started therapy, I had no idea the way that we're all essentially pre-programmed by our childhood, our caregivers and our early life experiences. And then we're further moulded by every conversation, event and interaction that happens thereafter, both the positive ones and the negative ones. I'm really well aware with how fortunate I've been by being able to pay for my own therapy journey privately, but it's also brought up some interesting elements of guilt that I've also discussed in therapy. What did dawn on me over the last few months, however, is how many people are not able to have this luxury of paying for their own therapy, or how many people have to sit on a waiting list for months whilst in critical need of help, or those people who will never access therapy in the first place because they just don't understand the value and the help that it can bring to them. So today, nine months later, here I am, still sitting with a therapist week in, week out, and that's certainly something that I never thought that I would do. For me, like probably many of you, I just didn't understand the value that therapy could bring outside of a crisis. I thought that my life had been privileged and that I couldn't complain. Yet when I sat down with my therapist, it became really clear that some of the things that I've been through were really very worthy of emotional distress and traumatic responses. Just because I hadn't been involved in a terror attack or someone close to me hadn't passed away unexpectedly, it doesn't mean that I haven't gone through life-altering experiences that have changed me. My sobriety story, for example, something that I'm going to touch on later in this series, is one that my therapist told me is likely to have put most people into therapy. So, in short, my life has pretty much done a total 180. I'm far from perfect. I'm still unpacking years of defense mechanisms and a couple of bad habits. But now, instead of late nights, long days, coffee and cigarettes, I'm exploring who I am and why I am this way. I'm learning to treat my mind and body right with love and kindness and compassion, whilst also understanding how very important it is to connect with those around me who can support me through the good, the bad and the beautiful. For the first time ever, I feel like I can understand myself and I understand why I ended up here as this version of me. I've learned that I haven't wasted my younger years. They've brought me to exactly where I need to be today to help myself and to help others on their journey too. With one in four people being diagnosed with a mental health disorder at some point in their life, we need to pick up the pace now more than ever and I want to be a part of that change. I want people to understand that it's good to open up. It's good to be honest and vulnerable. There are always going to be people around you who will accept you for being your authentic, true self, no matter the baggage and stories that come with you. I want to help you. And to do that, I've decided that I need to start talking, to start sharing that therapy should not be stigmatised. It should be a normal part of our health and self-care regimes. And so, in series one of Open House, Dr. Helen Lauren Oliver is going to guide me through a series of live therapy sessions. Together, we're going to explore all aspects of life, from friends and family to my love-hate relationship with social media, perfectionism, daddy issues, bad boyfriends, spirituality and sobriety. Everything is up for discussion. Call me crazy because this is definitely one of the more crazy ideas that I've ever had, particularly putting myself out there into a public space when I'm still juggling with my own journey and issues. But I know that deep in my heart, together we can all make a change if I just start the conversation. So this is Open House and we're here to foster open and honest communication along this journey we call life whilst providing you with a space to self-reflect, learn and grow. Everyone is invited and I'm so glad you turned up. (laughs) 